0: Thank you. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the podcast, Music Ed with MCOCV. My name is Megan O'Connor-Vince. I'm a music educator with a passion for popular music education. You can follow me at Mrs. OCV on Instagram and find all episodes uploaded to my SoundCloud account, Mrs. O'Connor-Vince. And now also on Spotify. You can email me at Mrs. OCV Podcasts at gmail.com. Or feel free to DM me on Instagram. You can also find all my information along with curriculum, lessons, YouTube tutorials, etc. at musicoconnor.com. That's M U S I C O C O N N O R.com. This is episode 13 Emo Rap and Journaling A New Foundation for Social Emotional Learning. This article first appeared in Massachusetts Music Educators Journal, Summer 2021, Volume 69, Volume 4. This article was reprinted in NAFME's Teaching Music, January 2024, Volume 31, Number 3, by Megan O'Connor Vince at Barnstable High School. At this point, it is an overstated but perhaps not quite well enough understood truism that every teacher across the country has been affected by COVID-19 pandemic. Perhaps this is none more true than for music teachers. We've changed what we teach and how we teach to engage our students in an unknown virtual world. The pandemic has isolated students from each other, and there have been several published studies stating that depression and anxiety among K-12 students has skyrocketed since last March. As one study states, to assess mental health, substance use, and suicidal ideation during the pandemic, representative panel surveys were conducted among adults aged younger than 18 years across the United States during June 24th through 30th, 2020. Overall, 40 Point nine percent of respondents reported at least one adverse mental or behavioral health condition, including symptoms of anxiety disorder or depressive disorder, 30.9%. Symptoms of trauma and stressor-related disorder, TSRD, related to the pandemic, 26.3% and having started or increased substance use to cope with stress or emotions related to COVID-19, 13.3%. Cecile Lane Perroski With the power of music, we have the ability to address these debilitating conditions with students, teach them how to reflect on their social-emotional state, and use music as an outlet and a powerful vehicle towards healing. I was fortunate enough this year to maintain a somewhat regular class schedule. Currently I teach three levels of music technology. Eighth grade semester based course, Music Tech 1 open to grades 9-12 through 12 full year, and Music Technology 2 open to grades 10-12 through 12 full year. Previously I have taught Symphonic Band, History of Rock, and History of Hip Hop. I am also the Jazz Band Director, but this program meets after school and has unfortunately fallen to the back burner. This year, due to the pandemic. This year, I had the opportunity to develop a new course, Music Technology 2. This course provides students with the opportunity to expand upon their songwriting skills and work towards using music as an outlet for expression. This course also provides students with a deeper understanding of music analysis and promotes class wide discussions in Music Technology 1. Students are provided with a listening worksheet that identifies tempo, genre, dynamics, etc., to dissect a particular genre on a weekly basis. Music Technology 2 students take those listening skills to the next level through journaling. Students are asked to complete a weekly journal assignment in which they select a song of their choosing and reflect on their emotional experience while listening to it. Students are asked questions such as How are you feeling today? How did this song make you feel? Is there an overall dominant genre or artist that you've been listening to on repeat? If so, what is it? Please describe the music's vibe or overall feeling in a few words. What level of listening intent are you experiencing? With these questions, students can begin to understand and reflect upon their listening selections. Ultimately, they begin to label feelings and identify their listening choices based on emotional state. This provides a check-in of sorts, allowing the student the opportunity to state how they're feeling that day. This frames their listening as a healing tool and validates their individual music tastes. Being able to read and understand their personal process for selecting a particular song gives me great insight. I use this information to guide my curriculum, discuss music current events, and learn more about my students. Helping students identify the overall emotive effect of a song by reflecting and journaling has also helped other class-based activities. As an active practice, I allow my students to share music for class discussion and analysis. I call this segment Hip Hop Honor with O'Connor. Students submit a song of their choice to me monthly via Google Classroom. I select one song a week to take a deep analytical dive. I research the song on websites such as Genius, a lyric analysis website, and search for interviews of the artist. Traditionally, on a Friday, I present my research to my students, providing them an opportunity to talk about their experience with the song and reflect on the artist's development. We also analyze the production, especially sampling, and compositional elements of the song. This practice builds a relationship of trust between myself and my students. Students know that I take this process very seriously, and it offers them the opportunity to reflect on the analysis of the song and offer their input. One particular class discussion really changed my outlook on some of today's current music, emo rap. Emo rap by definition, according to Genius News video, takes influences from the trap beats of Metro Boomin' and the lyrical raw teenage angst of bands like Taking Back Sunday to create what people are now calling emo rap. This particular video spotlights artists such as Little Uzi Vert, XXXTentacion, and Little Pete. At first I was skeptical of emo rap. I am very passionate about conscious hip-hop and usually try to steer my students towards artists such as Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and Rhapsody. After having a hip-hop Honor with O'Connor session on Little Uzi Vert's EXO Tour Life, our class analysis and discussion was mostly around emo rap and the concept of catharsis. I realize that students need to be reflective of their feelings and what they're listening to for different purposes. Once I explained the idea of catharsis, my students instantly agreed that emo rap was a way for them to release feelings of sadness, loss, and angst. Catharsis is a familiar concept in all music, in myriad genres such as folk, blues, post-rock, punk, heavy metal, and even 19th century impressionism. One student suggested that I watch the Netflix documentary on Little Peep, Everybody's Everything. That Friday night, I watched the documentary and the following week had an incredibly enlightening conversation with my students about emo rap and Little Peep's legacy. Students were able to recognize and sympathize with the late artist, his struggle with boundaries, and his rise to fame, which ultimately led him to his untimely death. I was very impressed by my students' dialogue and their self-awareness. They recognized every aspect of the castle Collaborative for Academic Social and Emotional Learning, WHEEL, Self-Awareness, Self-Management, Social Awareness, Relationship Skills, and Responsible Decision Making. Little Peep struggled with the anxiety and depression throughout his life, and ultimately that became the main message of his music. Using music as a cathartic outlet was a display of self-awareness and self-management. My students have also voiced that listening to emo rap and Little Peep specifically provides opportunities for self-reflection and cathartic experience. When Little Peep became successful, he felt obligated to support friends who stood by him throughout his journey. Unfortunately, the word, quote, friend became a loose term for him as they all excessively indulged in drugs and alcohol. Students were able to recognize that Little Peep made the wrong decision in keeping those particular people close to him, touching on, again, all five aspects of the castle wheel in one scenario. Creating an environment where students have a voice in the repertoire discussed in class can open endless possibilities for social-emotional growth. Undoubtedly, our students can often be our best teachers. Continuing, these open class discussions around social-emotional learning is crucial during this uncertain time. According to the National Educators Association, Teachers and students alike often suffer from the idea of quote toxic positivity or the idea of censoring other emotions to please others. Just like anything done in excess when positivity is used to cover up or silence the human experience it becomes toxic. By disallowing the existence of certain feelings we fall into a state of denial and repressed emotions from Alvarez. We often observe the concept of, quote, toxic positivity with sayings like, we're all in this together, or positive vibes only. However, does this practice actually validate our feelings? Does this practice cause more isolation for a student who's experiencing other emotions? Recently, I assigned my students a survey asking for ideal questions to ask their peers for a podcast. One response in particular caught my attention. What music do you listen to when you're sad? As music educators, we often dwell on the joy that music can offer, and we fill our classrooms with happy, upbeat music that brings smiles to our students. While this is wonderful and certainly critical, we shouldn't forget about sadness and the fact that we all need validation of our feelings. I would argue that during these trying times, we need to validate and acknowledge what students are truly feeling. We all need to know that it's okay to be sad sometimes, and there is space in life for that, just as there is with joy. One does not exist without the other, and it's important to recognize that. This student's response tells me it's time to expand upon the music we cover in contemporary music classes, in genre, and in purpose. Citations. Alvarez-Brenda. When too much of a good attitude becomes toxic. Advocating for change. February 2021. Cecil M.E. Lane R.I. Piroski E. Mental Health, Substance Use, and Suicidal Ideation During the COVID-19 Pandemic Genius How Lil Peep, little Uzi Vert, and Trippy Red Are Bringing Back Emo Genius News Genius YouTube September Seventeenth, 2017 Megan O'Connor Vince teaches 8th grade music technology, music technology 1 and 2, history of rock and roll, history of hip-hop, and jazz band at Barnesville High School in Hyannis, Massachusetts. She holds a Bachelor of Music in Music Education from the University of Rhode Island, where her principal instrument was saxophone. Megan also holds a Master's in Music Education from Teachers College, Columbia University. You can find her full curriculum and contact information at www.musicoconnor.com. Thanks again for joining us on this week's podcast. Remember to check out new episodes either on my SoundCloud, Mrs. O'Connor Vince, or on Spotify, Music Ed with MCOCV. And again, follow me on Instagram at Mrs. OCV, and I'll see you next time on Music Add with MCOCV.